Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about increasing the quality of your quality assurance. And joining us for that conversation from Illustrate Digital, I'd like to welcome Johnny Albert to Press This. Johnny, welcome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. So glad to have you here. And where are you joining us from today, Johnny? Uh, I am based in sunny Birmingham in the United Kingdom, but it's not that sunny, actually. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Most of what I know from Birmingham comes from Peaky Blinders, but I do look forward to visiting one day. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly safer than it was portrayed in that program. <laughs> yeah, I would suspect it's not true to lie. Maybe more so time period, but definitely not you today. You got it. <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, that's great to hear. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, for those listening, what Johnny's going to be talking about, Johnny's the head of product, by the way, at Illustrate Digital. And what he's going to be talking about are his thoughts on why having a solid QA process is critical, what you can do to improve your existing QA processes and make them stronger and not as annoying. Uh, and, and really to do all this without turning your roadmap velocity upside down and really looking forward to, to Johnny's actionable advice in today's interview. Well, Johnny, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask every guest. Could you briefly tell me your WordPress origin story? When was the first time you used WordPress? Yeah, it'd be my pleasure to. So, um, I mean, my 
journey started in the late 90s actually I was trained as a, a traditional traditional graphic designer and that's kind of where I started my career although um, even back then I was teaching myself HTML and all that kind of stuff and essentially I'm a, a self-taught um, developer of I would say medium level on a good day. So really I started messing around with content management systems around the very early 2000s things like PHP, Nuke and Mambo, all these systems that no longer exist and got into WordPress around about, it's around about 2005 um, and just didn't look back. It was very easy for me to work with. I could understand the code, that kind of stuff. The templating system was awesome. Um, and frankly, it seems like I make a very good choice looking at all those stats. So I freelance for agencies and independent clients from big, big, huge global brands down to one person companies, uh, set up a couple of agencies, which I sold out on, uh, or I should say sold my shares in, not sold out on. And since April 2021, I've been working at Illustrate Digital. So it's a bit of a transition for me um, in many ways, David, that I've kind of moved out of production now. Um, so yeah, I'm into, into quality assurance and uh, heading up product development to illustrate digital. Excellent, excellent. Do you remember in 2005-ish when you found WordPress, what was the kind of moment that brought it to your attention or did, do you recall that far back? <laughs> I, I, I do actually. I have a couple of quite strong memories of, uh, it was not long after I started developing on it that um, pages got introduced. Before that, we just had posts. I think it was around about 1.4, 1.5, something like that, David. And that was a real sort of groundbreaker for me where I sort of transitioned from, you know, seeing it as a as a, a very nice little blogging platform, which is somewhat what led me to it, to something that could be harnessed as a custom um, content management system. So that was my real sort of like breaking moment where I like, oh, this could do a lot more. And uh, yeah, I heavily started repurposing it at that point. Okay, good deal. You know, I have a little cheat sheet here for these uh, WordPress origin stories where I have like a timeline of major WordPress events. 2005 was when themes hit, but I don't have when pages hit. Uh, that was a little before my time in building WordPress sites. And so I never really recognized how, how monumental that must have been we'll have to I'll have to come back to that maybe we'll do like a throwback episode or something yeah it felt big it felt like a big uh, a big step forward yeah off the top of my head it was roughly around about 1.5 ish but don't quote me on that <laughs> all right good deal my my dates are better than my version numbers on some of these uh, key moments <laughs> in history yeah, you got it love it all right, cool. Well, um, thanks for that background here. I'd like to kind of switch now into kind of the, the topic of the day here, which is QA. And I would like you to help me understand how you think of the different, say, pillars of QA. Um, what are the different aspects of QA as you think about that universe? Is, is it more than just like manual and automated testing? Like help me understand how you think of the structure of QA. Yeah, it's a, that's an interesting uh question actually David because you know I think um, the pitfall that many people fall down when they think of QA is they think it's it's just glorified testing it's a black and white outcome it's a pass or fail um, and really the reality of 
high level quality assurance is that it spans across a lot of disciplines and techniques. Um, you know, it, frankly, it takes a Hawkeye and dare I say a bit of an obsession with um, perfection uh, to be an effective QA. Um, I think there's a lot of levels on the spectrum of QA. You know, we can go from functional testing through to creative accessibility. There's a lot of different facets, but, uh, you know, ultimately, I think there needs to be a, a clear division when uh, a good production team thinks about QA. And one of the key sort of concepts I'd like to introduce is putting the right person on the right job. So as I mentioned, I, on a good day, I would consider myself a, an intermediate developer. I, I wasn't bad. I had my moments of uh, brilliance and had my moments of hackiness. But, uh, you know, ultimately, when you think about QA, it's, it's more than one person. It's, it's more than one team, frankly. So to illustrate that, let me explain a little bit how Illustrate Digital approached QA in that there's a very clear division between, should we call it code quality and quality assurance. So code quality, as I said, I'm maybe not the best person to do like code reviews of front end and back end code. So actually before it even enters the QA process, um, all code is, is peer reviewed by another developer and not by the person that created it. You can get a little bit blinkered and think, oh, it's kind of done, whereas a fresh set of eyes. So that goes for front end code and back end code. So before it even enters the QA process, um, it's peer reviewed by another developer and, you know, they're, they're the right people for the right job. And when we think about the art of QA, it really is this. It's, it can get extremely complicated and there is nothing wrong with kind of whizzing through QA and, and sort of going, yes, it works. Yes, it meets functional specs, but high level QA really, it's a lot more than that. It's not a black and white pass or fail. Um, so if we just run down, so just roughly and as briefly as possible. So QA goes from start to finish in our company. So it's carried out even on the technical outline, user stories, the content architecture in particular is looked at in detail. Um, and this is where my role crosses between QA and, and head of product. Um, you know, getting the content architecture of a site right is, it not only makes it work better for content editors, but obviously, as we all know, it offers some great functionality between building relationships between certain kinds of content. And then obviously for the developers, there has nice knock-on effects of how they use those relationships to display content. So QA is carried out at a very, very early stage before a, a line is, Ill, is even written of code. So then it sounds like... Yeah, sorry to cut you off there, but it sounds like from the high level, like because I heard you talk about the structure, you talked about the different levels of disciplines that would be applied as part of a QA process. You kind of had mentioned accessibility. I, I liked how you separated code quality, though, from the QA and then yeah. thinking about like having the right person do the right job. So this is like the levers I'm pulling, right? Like my, my degree of code quality checks, how they're being done, which disciplines I'm including in my QA process and at what level of scrutiny. Um, and then you're also applying it kind of throughout the process. And that seems, 
you know, very, um, you know, well thought out and planned. And I'm kind of curious, like what you think a lot of teams maybe do the wrong way when they approach QA and, and maybe where that line is between going too far. Uh, but we're going to okay. take our first break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of interviewing Johnny Albert of Illustrate Digital about quality, increasing the quality of your quality assurance. Johnny, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about how you view the structure of QA, talking about how there's different level, different types of disciplines that could be applied yes. to it, different levels of those disciplines. And you were talking about having it all the way through the process at Illustrate Digital paint us a picture of like the bad way. What, what, what are some ways you think teams take shortcuts in their QA uh, where it might be costing them? <laughs> well, you know, dare I say, um, when we kind of cover this stuff, David, and obviously QA is right through, as you said, from UI and UX, front end, back end, user experience of content editors and stuff like that. We have built a very exhaustive process at Illustrate Digital that we follow. But, uh, you know, dare I say, to answer that kind of question, you know, just to be open and honest, um, we've learned the hard way on some of this about, you know, where dev teams maybe go wrong a little bit, um, where things kind of pop up and, you know, should we say almost like what are the common mistakes? So, you know, it comes back to what I said earlier, David, around the right person for the right job. Now, I'm I'm somewhat of a unicorn in some ways in that I have a 
huge creative design background and a, a rather eagle eye on that stuff. I also have a dev background in front end and back end and no WordPress intimately. So I'm a little bit different in that I'm able to kind of QA across the spectrum. But when we think about sort of where the common pitfalls are and things like that, you know, ultimately, if we go, if we just take a step back and think, you know, it is the responsibility of our production team and they know this. They have a very clearly set items and expectations around what we expect them to do before it hits QA. So there are we don't expect our developers to carry out exhaustive QA. But what we do expect them to do is carry out, obviously, a certain amount of testing. And I think this is one of the pitfalls that teams can experience in that. If you do not define your expectations, how can you expect a producer to tick those off? Because they may be very hurried, they may need to move on to something else. So naturally they may speed through a testing process. Um, whereas others, they may be more diligent, more conscious of things. And you know, I think getting a clear set of expectations for your production team is, is a good thing to do. Um, one of the other big pitfalls for producers is testing too late. So, you know, I really have a mantra of testing early and test often. Um, ultimately, you know, and anyone that's been in this game for any period of time will know that fixing issues early is always cheaper than fix them later on. You can have knock on effects. You can have regression testing issues all kinds of stuff. So it's getting into the mindset of not leaving your testing right to the end and actually getting into a decent sort of continuous testing process is, is a good thing to do. Uh, another point is, as I mentioned, not being aware of regression testing. So does amending a certain component have a knock-on effect to other areas? A good example could be you're styling up the newsletter sign up form that's got one field and styling the error messages around that. Do those amends break your main forms? Things like that. Um, so, yeah, another common mistake is just being not clear on the code structure and existing UI. So a developer may jump in. They may have a new block to create. They start almost with a clean sheet without realizing that probably 80% of the CSS is already written for them and it just needs extending a little bit, that kind of thing. And on a final point, I should say, I really, my heart goes out to all backend devs when I say this. Um, I hold them very close to my heart, but with the greatest respect, they often think in more functional terms. So does it work and does it generate errors? If it doesn't, it kind of passes QA in a back-end dev's mind, but really there, there's a lot of value in them appreciating some of the finer details of front-end and UX and UI and decisions that have been made around the product. So yeah, there's a, there's a few on the hit list there. Uh, I don't want to dig in too deep, David, but hopefully that's given you a few pointers and ideas for listeners around, you know, that some of the shortcuts, some of the well, dare I say, mistakes that get made, the pitfalls. I think I, I just got a cold sweat and like this rush of fear thinking about my own testing too late in the process and like up <laughs> against the deadline and you're like, oh, all these things are broken. And you're like, I wish I would have tested this earlier. Um, yeah, I definitely, definitely been in some of those spots before. 
Now, as I think of like smaller teams, you know, that might not have all the right people for the right QA jobs. Um, do you find like that documentation side helps where, you know, the project leader, whoever's in charge of that on the QA side, you know, researches the expertise and then, you know, or, or I don't know, hire someone to help define it and then makes that part of the process? Like, how do you think about it when a team doesn't have, you know, an infinite uh, a group of the quote, right people for the right jobs? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, if we if we put this concept into a smaller production team, I'm, obviously it's generally only larger teams that can afford to have a dedicated QA team. And in smaller teams, it's going to be a crossover role. And, and that's cool because actually QA can teach developers a hell of a lot. <laughs> so there is a benefit to that in some ways. And to touch upon your point there, um, David, around process, I mean, to me, process is everything. You know, um, I've personally developed all the internal QA processes at Illustrate Digital. And, you know, it's it's one of those things. If you cannot define a process, um, how do you know your QA is being completed correctly? So, you know, in our mind, we have effectively a producer's QA checklist, which is a little bit lighter than the QA department's one. So, you know, it's, 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 it covers the main stuff. Um, but ultimately, we can give that checklist to any one of our producers. We have guidance notes on it. It's actually a Google form um, that records the results in a, in a spreadsheet. So it's all recorded and auditable and can be repeated. But yeah, it comes back to having something that... Uh, well, that can be replicated and that is consistent because if you do not have a process and it can just be a simple checklist, it doesn't have to be some exhaustive document. How do you know that project A has been QA'd up to the standard of project B? You don't, it's subjective. Someone tells you they've completed QA. If there's nothing recorded and there's no actual there's no audit of what's been recorded. Hell, I could have whizzed through in five minutes, David, and gone, yeah, that looks awesome. QA pass. Um, have you got confidence in that without seeing some stuff checked off? No, I doubt it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, gives, it gives our team a whole lot of confidence and also means from a sharing of tasks, it means, again, that if you're in a smaller team, you may go, OK, well, we'll split off the accessibility testing to our front ender, who is most knowledgeable about that kind of stuff. We'll split off the performance testing to our back end developers. So, you know, it allows if you design a good process that's carved up into good logical chunks, it means that you don't have to necessarily have a dedicated QA. -er. You just, again, put the right person on the right job, David. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice way to approach it on those smaller teams. I also liked how you were talking about the process. I'm a process person too. And I often tell people like it takes time to check off the processes and set them up. But once you get them in motion, it actually adds so much speed. And I heard you kind of mention that as well is like by having it well documented and, you know, over time developing those motions around that process, then the developer QA person's job becomes faster I also liked how you kind of pointed out it's it, it also gives you kind of this point of measure so you know if what you're doing is is good or not. I, I, I like to think of those people that might 
just kind of anecdotally QA something and not necessarily have a checklist as having to deal with those. But what about questions? Like, um, are you sure, or are you sure questions? Like, are you sure the SEO is good? And you're like, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll have to go back and check that. But the checklist <laughs> yeah. helps to provide that. And then also the consistency. What I haven't heard you talk about yet though, with that process and just the whole notion of uh, essentially kind of having a QA framework is its impact on scale. Like we talked about the small teams. I'm kind of curious how you think about it on the larger teams, um, but we're gonna take our last break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of talking about increasing the quality of your quality assurance with Johnny Albert. Johnny, right before the break, you were telling us a little bit about your kind of process for QA and the strength of providing velocity and, and knowing what you're supposed to do, the kind of aspect of measurement to know if what you're doing is being done and done properly. And then just, of course, that consistency but I'm kind of curious on the scale side, like how you think about scaling these things, um, you know, whether it be in a medium or, or, of course, a very large org. Yeah, I mean, you said you're a process guy yourself, David. And, you know, at the end of the day, if your process is designed right, um, it should scale from a three person team up to a 300 person production team at the end of the day so you know when it comes down to that kind of thing again um if we if we think more about the scale of our team at illustrate digital you know we're we're about 20 odd strong so i'd describe us as kind of medium sized we're not that big we're certainly not small um but i think mm, i think one of the primary drivers around this about doing effective QA in larger teams is, and it's a quality that any QA needs, is great communication. So, you know, at any one time, we could have a project in development that has, I don't know, maybe two or three front-enders working on it, two or three back-enders working on it, and a whole lot of other project managers and stuff moving all over the project at once. So, you know, at any one time, we could have, we could maybe have like around about eight people active on a project that are involved in one level or another in QA. Um, so 
you know, I think ultimately it comes down to having a really, really good project management process, the bugbear of every agency. And uh, that's something we're consistently working on ourselves. You know, we've, I don't think we've got it quite right yet, but we have put in a lot of work on that. So when we think about, you know, a large scale production team that might have, for argument's sake, 50 people working on a certain site, to me, it doesn't matter if there's two or 200 people, because if your communication is right and you're using a project management tool effectively, I just plug into the project management tool. So we, in a very simplified form, if you think about um, waterfall mentality and process, you know, you kind of got your columns and the cards move across. Well, David, they eventually end up in QA. And at that point, uh, and I'll give you a couple of insights about how this works. Obviously, the, the code reviews are done for back end and front end and that kind of thing. And then a subtask is created on the said card for a said block for quality assurance testing. And I will create subtasks on that that basically will allocate certain tasks to front end, to back end, maybe to both. And it's for the production team to pick up. Now, something I should mention here as well, um, something that got decided early on, um, and again, it's, you know, sometimes you've got to try these things out. It maybe doesn't suit all team, and, you know, it's just the way it is, is that I'll create the QA feedback task. I'll write it as concisely as possible, not too wordy, just the information they need. They could be supporting screenshots, potentially marked up. Um, we obviously ensure all the information is there. So a producer, and it doesn't matter if it's out of the pool of 100 devs that are jumping onto that card or one, um, ultimately it should be so clear and simple and they should have all the information they need in front of them. So links to the dev site, links to a demo it's, page. Shut up. You know, and it's funny because like it, it is a lot of work, but when you think about all the different times you end up doing those steps to have that shortcut multiplied by all those times um, ends up being a tremendous amount of time savings I found. And I think the other thing that was interesting to hear you talk about it, as I mentioned, these bigger teams and scaling QA was also even on smaller teams, you have people kind of coming in and out of the organization. So you still have like these onboarding challenges, even if you yes. don't necessarily have the scale, but, but this was all incredibly interesting. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting about all this today, Johnny. My pleasure. My pleasure, David. I could, I could go for, we could do a part two, three, four, and five, buddy. I oh, have got I, a lot of info on this. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to QA this interview and see how we do it. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll very good. Uh, but thank you so much again, Johnny. And uh, thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on WMR. If you'd like to learn more about what Johnny is up to, please visit illustrate.digital. This has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. 
any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.